0: Good evening, church. Lord bless you. Welcome to the Bible study for tonight. I believe that we've all had a great day and we have another beautiful evening with the Word of God. I want to welcome all the listeners tonight. In Jesus' name, the Lord strengthen you. And the Lord bless you as you study, listen, and do the word of God in Jesus' name. Now we've been studying the book of Romans and I believe you've been learning one or two things um, and we're going to continue tonight. My prayer and my desire is that we will we will just take in and see the mind of God for us. And um, we're studying the book of Romans because we 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 choose this by the, by, by by God's direction and God's leading to, to look and see uh, what we can learn and what God has revealed to us from His very Word. And I believe from the beginning of this, this study, you are learning something and you're gaining something from the Word. Tonight, we're going to start from verse 18 um, of Romans chapter 1. and It's an interesting um, part of the book right now that we are studying. Uh, I want to admonish you to to read through the book of Romans yourself. Please read through yourself, please. It is what a bird eats that it flies with. We are, we are, in, we are in dangerous times in our world today. It's dangerous times. And our salvation, our, our faith in God is important. And our continuous growth in our spiritual work is important. So I want to encourage you to please study the Word, um, eat the Word, um, leave the Word, drink the Spirit. The Holy Spirit is our teacher. He's willing to teach you. Um, and we cannot grow beyond the level of our world. We can't we can escape deception beyond the level of our understanding of the Word of God. So I want to beg of you, read the Bible, not just to read the Bible now, but to do, to do, to do. And I know all those that have the hope of Christ in them will love the law and love the word of God. James was writing in James one, from verse 22. He said, Be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone hears the word and doeth it not, it's like a man that behold his face in a mirror. And straight away, he walked away and, and forgetted the, the, the manner of person that he is. You see, he, whoso look into the world. You see, it's like look, the man looking in the mirror. As you look in the mirror again, I appeal to you by the message of God to make adjustments in your life. And, and the more you look at the mirror, the more you you see yourself in the light of the word but it went further to say for 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 he that 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 looks in the word of god and and it now, it's like a man looks very nice and said, but he that, that continues in the word, not being a forgetful here you see it means someone can hear the word and forget and it will do you nothing it won't profit you I, I want to beg you tonight that the profiting of Bible study is in our doing Uh, We hear the word, we don't forget it, but we are doers of the work. There's blessing, but the blessing is in the doing, but you can't do without hearing. And that's why we hear the word of God daily. Mark 4, 24 says, Be careful what you are hearing. Be careful what you are hearing. Be careful what you are hearing. And I believe that it's utmost care for us to hear the word of God like we do always. And so tonight I want to I want us to go again to the Word of God and see for ourselves what the Word of God says. Um, Romans 1 from verse 18. I want us to read through, uh, or rather, I want us to take it tonight from verse 18 to verse 32. It reveals a great a great deal of the intent of God and what God wants us to learn. I remember Paul was writing this scripture to, to, to the Gentiles, um, but also to a people who are, who are surrounded by Jewish um, um, uh, Judaizers, in that sense. They were, the, uh, this church is predominantly a Gentile church but because they are in Rome, but um, there the, are the also um, some Jewish Christians in the church, but much more Judaizers who are not believing Jews. And so there's, there's this struggle for Christ and the, and the Jewish religion, and then um, Paul is writing to, to the church, um, but um, explaining to them um, so that they're not confused by, by the teachings from people who are Judaizers, or I mean people who believe in, in the Jewish religion, or rather that the way to God is to follow God through the Jewish religion. So Paul was writing to this church the very word of God, before we read through verses 18 or rather tonight, we, 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 we may not read through all, but we, we might read for the purpose of our learning and, and, and following through what God says. Remember, we always say that God only communicates to us by His word primarily, primarily, fundamentally now, like we say, your primary assignment. And you see, no copper will go to serve and will, will toy with His primary assignment. Um, the moment he gets to come um, his mind is going to his place of what that's what his attention is and in fact the reason is even going through the orientation is to be is to qualify to to be to be placed in a place where he can serve so the purpose why the, the copper is being oriented is going to John come is to, is to be equipped to function well in the place of his primary assignment. So no copper will go to serve without without in, um, having in mind and, and placing in, in, in the right perspective the place of his assignment. So primarily, uh, fundamentally, the believer right now today is spoken to by God through the word. Through the word, so as Christians, we don't play with the word of God, we don't talk with it. Like I always say, it's what a bird eats, he flies with. You know, a bird can't take too much in the peak when he's flying, a bird can't take too much in his claw when he's flying, a bird can't take too much on his wing or feathers when he's flying. It's only what he eats that he flies and runs with. And so, I want to encourage you, I want to appeal to you, I want to beg you. To pay attention to the word of God and learn. Hebrews one verse one says, Our God in in, in, in times in, in past, you know, spoke to the fathers through the prophets, through dreams, through visions, through through um through fleas and several means. But as in these last days, these last days, and we are in the last days, in these last days, he has spoken to us only through His Son. Why is this important? If you may talk with me tonight briefly to 2 Timothy chapter 3. I want to read just one verse there. Second Timothy chapter 3. I want to read verse 13. This is God speaking and through the Apostle Paul to Timothy. Yeah, in verse that he says, but evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived you see that in the in the end times evil men and seducers shall shall, shall, shall wax worse, so it won't get better. you see deception is increasing increasing to, increasing to every means but you as a child of God has to establish yourself in the things of God that's why you don't take God's word. I'm I'm lightning you, you take it with all seriousness and utmost importance. You know tonight also I want to turn your attention to the book of Job, Job chapter 20, 22. Um, um 23 rather verse 12 job 23 verse 12 if, if i may have that on the screen tonight in the amplified i will i'll be glad but if i read that tonight you know it says here in, the, in what we read in in timothy it says it says evil men and these evil men actually are preaching the word of god and and and, and they will seduce with with things they will they will deceive and guess what they are watching words and worse. That's why you have to stay on the Bible so that no one deceive you, so that no one no one prays on you, no one leads you um, outside the will of God. Job twenty three verse twelve. So what it says? He say I have not departed from the commandment of his lips. Um, what is the that commandment? Is mean, the word of God. Psalm nineteen from verse seven. That we I read also. Please help me. Sh- Put that tonight in, in the amplified on the screen. Let me read th- this one that we have here. It says, I have not departed from the commandment of his lips. I have kept the words of his mouth more than my word necessary for. Do you see how important the Bible is to your survival as a Christian? To your to your to your standing against deception in a world today. You can't you can't survive it. You see, they are they are using every means, everything to come and us, everything on the on the media to to, to confuse them the the online you see um to to, to to confuse people who are not running in the word of god but we have to you know stay on the word of god with all our hands so please put for me verse, verse verse 7 through verse verse 10 actually through verse 10. so it says you must pay attention more than what your food you see how god how how god says we must must attend to his word so so the the way you prepare to eat, the way you plan to eat, the way you budget to eat, the way you 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 buy your food, you take your plates to the to the vendor and and yourself. The way you take buffet, the, the, the way you you intentionally want to eat. That's how you must be intentional about feeding on the word of God. It must not be every time we come to church alone or Bible study days. No, you must be intentional studying online, listening to the word again over and over again that you may grow. See what it says here. It says in some Psalm, Psalm, Psalm 19 verse 7 through 2.10. It says the law of the Lord is perfect. You see, His law is flawless, restoring and refreshing the soul. You see, people say, I want restoration. No, it's not in a building. You see, true restoration is where is found in the word of God. It says the statutes of the Lord, they are reliable and trustworthy, making wise the simple." It says the precepts of the Lord, it says they are right, bringing joy to the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure and lightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. And His judgments, the Bible says, they are true and they are righteous altogether. They are more desirable than gold. You see, God's word, uh, they are more desirable. And that's why a true believer will Gravitate to the word of God. You see, one of the signs that you know that you are growing, one of the signs you know that you are a believer is your desire, your longing for the world, your taste for righteousness, your your hunger, your desire to want to know God more. Not just from 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 any source but primarily from the word of god It says they are desirable than gold and sweeter also they are than honey that dripping of honeycomb you see that god's word is sweet god's word is interesting god's word brings enlightenment and that's why as a believer you must and i'm, and I'm tonight i'm encouraging you and challenging you to go into god's word for his word a man eats that he flies with and so we come to romans chapter one tonight And from verse 18. Now verse 18 through verse 32 is quite interesting and I want us to read through it tonight and maybe we'll take some maybe take it verse by verse. I mean studying of the word. It says for the wrath of God. Now, when you see the word for, it means something has been said earlier. You see that? So, so this for um, um, presupposes that, that a, a thought has been, has been revealed and a, a, a truth has been, has been said that, that if you do well to understand this for by studying the previous truths that have been taught. But let's go on to because we'll come back there shortly. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness, because that which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God hath showed it or revealed it unto them. Verse 20, For the invisible things of Him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even His eternal power, and Godhead, so that they are without Excuse twenty one because that when they knew God they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was that in twenty two. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. They became fools, twenty three, and changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man and to birds and to four footed beasts and creeping things. Wherefore, God gave also gave them up to uncleanness through the loss of their to the, to the loss of their own hearts, to dishonor their own bodies between themselves. Twenty-five who changed the truth of God into lie and worship and serve the creature more than the Creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. For this cause, God gave them up unto vile affections. For even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature, and and likewise also the men living the natural use of 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 the woman born in their lust one toward another, men with men, walking that which is unseemly, and receiving in themselves the recompense of their error which was made. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to to a reprobate mind, to do things which are not convenient, being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, uh, uh, um, 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 uh, uh, full of envy and, and, and murder and debate and deceit and, 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 and malignity and whisperers, bad biters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents without understanding, covenant breakers without natural affection, implacable, unmerciful, who knowing the judgment of God, that they which, that, that they which commit such things, are worthy of death not only do the same but have pleasure in them that do them hallelujah this is a long read but but it's a, it's, it's, it's a block of thought That Apostle Paul is writing to the church in Rome. And like I said earlier, remember that he's writing to to the church uh, as well, preaching to them. Or or giving them the the understanding of the gospel message. Because it's important that they understand and know it. He's revealing to them the heart of God, the mind of God for, for, for sinners and for the gospel. And for his redeeming grace to all mankind. But if you come to verse 18, you see the word... For the wrath. Why did he say so? For. Or oh, he can say, he say uh, 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 for, for this cause, or on this basis. On what basis? Now the reason he says for the wrath is because there's the gospel. Why is verse 18 important? The gospel is what takes away this wrath. So he's telling us from verse 14, if you read from verse 12 actually, it says, it says you see Paul being, being pressed, being very, very pertinent to preach. He felt indebted to preach to these people in Rome. He felt constrained. He, he felt sent of God. He felt, he felt, he felt his life would, would be incomplete. His life would be imperfect if he doesn't come to these people in Rome to preach to them the gospel before he leaves the earth. And so Paul was very concerned about the people of Rome. You see, from verse 12, he said that this, that I may be comforted together with you by the mutual faith both of you and me. Now I will not have you ignorant, brethren. that oftentimes I propose to come unto you, but was little told, uh, was what less told, that I may have some fruit among you also, even among the Gentiles. You see, he understood that there's no way that he can get fruit, no way God can, can save the lost. In Rome, more than those who have been saved in the church without the gospel. So Paul was very pertinent. He was very eager to preach the gospel, to save the lost, to save those who are sinners, to save those who are doing everything that we see in verse twenty-nine through verse thirty-one. Yeah, it's by nature, it's there, but Paul says the way to salvation for them, the way they can be redeemed, is by the gospel, and therefore the church must be pertinent, must be must be desirous. We must we must focus our energy. Uh, as though it where our primary assignment to present to the lost the truth of God, and so Paul says, "I'm not ashamed." Why? Because there's a wrath. You know, it's, 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 it's now. Let me say this: so if, if you look at verse, verse 18, Paul says, "I want to preach the gospel." Is that right? So Paul is telling us that I want to begin to preach. But in his first or in his gospel introduction, he starts by this word. Now, Paul says, I want to preach the gospel. So, the, 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 the preaching of Apostle Paul, let's assume Paul is doing a crusade in Rome. As Paul mounts the rostrum, the first thing he will say is that the wrath of God. So, the introduction of his gospel message is what telling them of a wrath. Folks, there's a judgment now. Sometimes people don't want to hear this, but it doesn't matter how they feel. What's important is the gospel of Christ. And one thing that Paul says as his introduction is to make them know that there is a wrath, and this wrath is the wrath of, who? of God, not of man. You know, I was I've heard some time um, some tempers, um, some folks criticize and speak less of Jonathan Edwards. You know, he was a minister in the 1700s, and he preached a message that turned his age to Christ, so to speak, and the title of his sermon was Sinners in the Hands of an Angry God. Sinners in the Hands of an Angry God. And as we in our contemporary world and church, there are people who go against this. I've heard people say to me, and I partially believed it, but you see, as we grow in God, we will understand more. God is angry with the sinners. Yeah, we've come to an age where, 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 where the, the Satan has actually entered the church and is and, and telling folks that actually, that, that God cannot judge the, the sinner, that Jesus is too loving, God is too loving, to punish the wicked, and 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 this is part of the liberal doctrine. Um, it's part of the universalism um, um, today that's been embraced in the church. You, know, you see we present to the world a loving God who doesn't judge sinners, who doesn't who 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 loves sinners but hates their sin. That is true, but it's half truth. We we've shown God to, to a world uh, 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 as a God that can be placated in evil. No, God is angry at sinners every day that's what the scripture says and we see the apostle paul here introducing the the, his message by first telling us that there's a wrath and, and and the word wrath, there actually is the word okay, and it means it means anger, it means indignation, it means punishment. Uh, there's 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 an anger of God. There's 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 a day of punishment of God on evil doers, on 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 people who have who have decided to go against God. God is sent to our church. We must know this. That this is part of the gospel message. There's a day of judgment of perdition coming to the world that the church must know. And one, the world. About. We are called to warn them to let them know there's a day of judgment and it's coming. So he began to say, for the wrath of God is revealed. This is Apostle Paul, the Apostle Gentile. He's giving us the pattern. So it is, it is a disservice for us to present a gospel of, of, of Christ just, just, you know, trying to shield this aspect of God. No. You see, God's wrath is is part of his attribute and God's wrath is righteous. You see, a man can get angry and sin, but God in his anger actually is holy. There's a holy anger. And it's coming on every child of disobedience. But tonight, let me quickly run and, and show you that, that, that there's so much talk about God being angry with sinners. God is only angry at sin, he's also angry with the sinner. And until the sinner repents, and that's why God has given them a lifeline. We must tell them that there's, there's, there's a judgment. Listen, this wrath is of God, and is revealed from where? From heaven. It's of God. God is not afraid to, to, to let the world know that a devil will come when He will judge them. And we must not shield men away from, from the knowledge of the wrath of God against their sin, and which ends in hell ultimately. So what is assignment of the church? To present the gospel rightly. Paul says, for the wrath of God. And why would God show the wrath? Because, because, because they have no excuse. Listen to me now, folks. Some who say, why why, why should God punish the world? No, he's punishing them just because he has shown them exactly the way of escape. But in their own volition, they are leaving the truth and running towards destruction. He, he, he says, verse, verse, verse 19 says, Because that which may be known of God is manifest. That means no one, if I everyone on earth today knows something about God. And when an unbeliever begins to make inquiry about the revealed things of God in nature, God will send to him something more clearly. God will send someone to reach out to him. That will happen to someone like, like Cornelius. Who who Bible says he he just was doing good. He loved God and built things for God. Do you notice that? Not because he has seen the full revelation of God, but he knows God by nature, and that 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 love of God in him began to push him to the saving grace of God. So whoever begins to draw to God by His revealed truth in the world, God will send him a preacher that will get him the happy Word of God. For the invisible things of God, 21, 20, from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even is eternal power and Godhead, so that they are not with what? Excuse. So, so ultimately, no one will have an excuse. And that's why we must be passionate about the gospel. We must preach to those in Rome. We must preach to those also in Athens and those in Greece and and and. and, and Everywhere. And I mean, we must preach so out, those in the sphere of our influence about the wrath of God. Let, let's open our Bibles to Romans chapter two. Let me show us more about this wrath of God being spoken in the Bible. You know, sometimes you feel that maybe Paul is just is just speaking one. No, turn me to Romans chapter two. Just turn to chapter two, and we read from from verse five through eleven. Romans two five through eleven. It says, "But after." Thine hardness and impertinent heart treasured up unto thyself wrath against the day of wrath and revelation of the righteous judgment of God. You see men are piling what wrath upon wrath. Every time man disobeys, every time sinners go mocking God, mocking Christ, they are piling wrath upon wrath. That is what God says. That is the scripture. And we must not be comfortable in our church and feel we are the only ones called of God. No, we must know that everyone who doesn't know God is piling wrath upon wrath, even though they don't know about it yet. Verse 6, who will render to every man according to his deeds. Let sinners know this. That God will recompense them according to the deeds. And he has given the way of escape. And that way is the gospel. That's why we must understand the true gospel. But first of all, we must know that there's a wrath. And for those who have been saved already, guess what? Why should we thank God all our lives? Because we've been saved from the wrath to come. We've been saved. From the wrath to come. To them, verse seven, Romans two, who by, by, by patience, continuous in well doing, seek for the glory and honor and, and, and immortality and eternal life. But unto them which are contentious, see verse eight, do not obey the truth. Everyone who is contending against the truth, who don't obey it. See what says? But obey unrighteousness. Is that long? some familiar? Like verse eighteen? It says, it says, indignation and what? And wrath. God is angry at sinners. psalm 7 verse 11 it says the lord is angry at the sinner every day don't let's tell them that god just loves you baby you are just fine as you are doing god just love you you can just get the kingdom as you will god says everyone no that is not the scripture bible says that the wrath of god and god's indignation is waiting that is the the, the beginning of the apostle Paul's gospel message verse 9 tribulation and what and anguish upon every soul of man every soul every soul of man that doeth what evil and of the Jews first and also of the Gentiles but glory and praise God but glory and honor and peace to every man that worketh good to the Jew first of the Gentiles hallelujah I love this for the church that's glory and honor he's waiting for us in heaven peace our hope that's why we're in church not for money not for fame not for wealth not for acceptance but waiting for the glory that blessed hope of God not for for anything that Satan can give but waiting for a blessed hope is the hope of the Christian. This world will rejoice and this truth will open to men sooner than later. I read again verse 8 and 9 and 10. But unto all them that are contentious and do not obey the truth but obey unrighteousness. For anyone that doesn't obey the word of God, actual is what? Obeying unrighteousness. It says indignation and wrath. See the word wrath. See the word indignation. This doesn't sound like placating. Like, like it doesn't sound like God smiling at, at the sinner who is doing evil over and over while he is in the church. Verse 9. Tribulation and anguish upon every soul, not some soul, of men that doeth were evil, of the Jews first, and also of the Gentiles. Verse 10. But glory, and love is hallelujah. But glory and honor and peace to every man that worketh righteousness. Hallelujah. So we, we, we know that those of us who have been saved of God, who are born again of the world, and this who have put our faith in the blood of Jesus for our salvation, we have honor. Hallelujah. We have glory. Praise God. We have peace with God. So I say, Amen tonight. So I don't care how the world turns. I know when I close my eyes in death. For everyone also that put their faith in Christ. You are what awaits us after now is glory, honor, and peace with the Father. He will say, welcome home, child. Why? Because you put your faith in my word. Because you believe the, the, the gospel. and You, 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 you took and, and accepted the, the provision I gave to the world. Through my son. We see here again the wrath of God. Amen tonight. You know I have many scriptures to read tonight. You know, talk with to me tonight again to Matthew. Maybe I take two more. I have like eight or ten in Matthew chapter three. Can you go up in there tonight, Matthew three? Let's read from verse from verse seven of Matthew three, Matthew three, verse seven. Let me show you that 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 that, that it was it was so spoken, and we must understand this as believers. Matthew three. Matthew 3. we we'll read from verse, we we'll read verse 7 and 8 and then verse 11 and 12. Matthew 3. Let me read here. This is John the Baptist. Church, this is the word of the Lord. The church is not meant to hide God from the world. Don't, don't present he a, a, a called this anti-scripture, don't do call up God in, in, in a fashion that he hasn't revealed about himself in the world, don't deceive people and make them feel they can continue in sin, that grace may abound no, men can go on sinning and grace abound grace as has, has manifested to save men from sin, titles 2 11, for the grace of God that brings into all men as appeared and that same grace teaches us that we must deny ungodliness and We must deny and we must put it so. We mustn't deceive men to make them feel they are born again when they are not. Matthew 3 verse 7, John speaking. He said, but when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees, Come to his baptism. You see, he wasn't afraid to tell the truth. He saw the Pharisees. Why were they coming? These were the pastors of their day, these were the teachers of the day. These were the church leaders of his day. But somehow they understood there's something higher than what they are saying. There's this there's there's, there's, there's there's God's revelation for redemption in the world, and they came by the mouth of John the Baptist, preaching and preparing the way for Christ to come. The Pharisees came and said came and see what he said when they came in verse 7. He says, All generation of what? Of vipers who had warned you to flee from what? The wrath to come. You see, there's a wrath of God and this wrath is holy. This wrath is lovely. God can be holy and not hate sin. God can be righteous and not hate unholiness. The wrath of God is over everyone who doesn't know him. You see that? Go to verse 11. He said, I indeed baptize you. With water to repentance, but he that cometh after me is mucher than I, whose shoes are not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with what the Holy Ghost and what with fire. Verse 12 This Jesus, this is Jesus that that they paint as a meek person. No, no, he's not meek that way. He's meek, yeah, but guess what? His meekness, there's judgment for everyone that refused his word. He came to his own, they received him not. He preached to his own, they didn't believe him, but guess what? He came as the only. That brought about the glory of the Father, but as many as received Him, He gave them power. Listen, folks, our assignment is to preach Him, but some will deny and refuse Him. Don't let's bend the word to help them, let's preach the word the way it is. Let them conform. Verse 12 about Jesus. Whose fan is in his hand. And he will thoroughly purge. Totally. Wow, wow, wow. No one shall escape it. Purge his floor and gather his wheat into the garner, But he will. But will burn up the chaff with what? Unquenchable wrath of fire. So Paul began his gospel with the wrath of God. The wrath of God. Everyone who is not redeemed is under the wrath of God. Let me show you one more, maybe two more tonight. Ephesians, Ephesians chapter two. I already read verses one to three. Ephesians two. Ephesians two tonight. Come with me in your Bibles. Oh church, there's a wrath of God upon every disobedient. And that's why we must we must not not, not paint God as a God that he is alone. But we we'll paint Him as a God that says He is judging the unrighteous. And tonight you're hearing me. I don't know. You can come to Jesus and escape the wrath. Yeah, there's a wrath, but a way of escape. That's the good news. There's judgment, and also there's honor, there's peace and glory. You can come to Him tonight. Oh, there's no there's no enjoyment in sin. For the wrath of God that comes from heaven is 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 against every origin of man. And the ungodliness. Ephesians chapter 3. Or chapter 2. I read from verse 1. I read through verse verse, verse 3. And you had he quickened. It means we also. We were in this state before. We were redeemed of God. And you are the quickie who were dead in your presence. And six, verse 2, wherein in times past ye walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, and the spirit that now walketh in the children of the world disobedience, among whom also we all had, had our conversation in times past in the loss of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of the world of wrath, even as others. So, what makes us children of God is that we have escaped the wrath. Why? Because our sins have been forgiven. We, he, he quickened us. Can we preach the gospel to the lost and through the Holy Spirit to quicken them to repentance? By nature, we were also the children of wrath, even as others. Maybe tonight, lastly, Luke 12. Verses 49 and verse 50. Someone says, No, Jesus is, 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 is a pacifist. He can't judge anyone. Let me show you what he says here in Luke 12. Luke 12, verse 40, verse, verses um, 49 and verse 50 of Luke 12. Um, um, this is Jesus speaking here. It says, it says, and this can be interesting for someone who doesn't know about Jesus. But let me show you this Jesus here tonight. It says, and I am come to send fire on the earth, and I will, um, and, and, and what I will if it already be kindled. He says, I am come to set fire on the earth. I am come to send wrath upon the earth. He says, I've come to kindle the earth with fire, and, and I wish that the fire has begun. This is Jesus. He's not someone who is who 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 just who 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 will close over sin. No, Jesus. Loves the sinner, yeah, but see, he hates the sinner and he hates the sin. He has come to judge everyone, but it's a way of escape, at the gospel, God has a wrath. Verse fifty says, "But I have, but I have a baptism to be baptized with, and and and, and how I am stretching feel is be accomplished." He says, "I wish that the wrath already has begun." It doesn't matter how we feel. Our sermon is the gospel. We're not called to be afraid of the of, of the one we are meant to deliver messages to. We should be afraid of he that sent us. Don't be afraid of the person you preach to. For he can, can do nothing to you. He says, I will show you who, to, to, who you should be afraid of. Jesus said, don't be afraid of He? I can kill the body alone. And has no power over the soul. Well, Let me show you who to be afraid of. He that can kill the body and cast the soul in hell. Who is that? God. Jesus says God will cast everyone in hell who hasn't believed the gospel. If these are the words of Jesus then we must hold on to it. Let me show you tonight a few scriptures in the Old Testament shows us that God has wrath. First tonight, Exodus chapter 34, verse 7. Exodus 34 verse 7. Can we turn it tonight? Hallelujah. The wrath of God is revealed on everyone who disobeys. Exodus 34 verse 7. Keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin. And that will by no means clear the guilty. Will by no means clear the guilty. God will by no means let let no sinner think that God will clear him by no means unless he repents. Or le- unless he confesses the sin. Unless he comes to the Lord. God says, I will by no means clear the guilty. And all that, that are born on that on, 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 on the earth today are born into sin. And by no means will they be claimed, said the Lord. Psalm seven and verse eleven tonight. Told me that if you can tonight. Psalm seven and verse eleven. Psalm Psalm seven verse eleven. I read. It says God judges the righteous. And God is angry with the wicked. Powerful every day. Church, you see, I know this. That God is angry with the wicked every day. And if we know he's angry with the wicked every day, we must give them the lifeline of the gospel. That the wrath of God will not fall on the wicked. Nahum chapter 1, verse 1 and 2. Nahum chapter 1. Verse one and two, I read tonight. I read tonight. It says, "The burden of Nineveh, the book of the vision of Nahum, the El koshite God is jealous and the Lord revenged. The Lord revenged and the Lord is furious. The Lord will take vengeance on, the, on his adversaries, and he, he reserved wrath for his enemies. He reserved wrath. Folks, don't let tell the world there's no wrath. There's a a wrath reserved for these enemies. For his adversaries. For all those that walk iniquity. And tonight I will just end with these scriptures. And I'll see. When Paul began to preach. He didn't hide the nature of God. So no one says, I don't know. For no one will say, I didn't hear. For all men that are sinners have no excuse. And because of this. We must preach. We must go for them. We must do all we can to rescue them. How we do it? By preaching. So Romans 1, Paul is writing to them. And before we close tonight, you see, how do men deny this wrath? Men says, ah, this is not true. They say when men sleep, or when men die, it is so sleep. Have you heard it before? So sleep. That once a man dies, he's no more conscious. Their men are trying to escape the wrath of God by creating a God for themselves, by creating a truth for themselves, by creating their own reality. In their foolishness, in their, in their infantile thinking, they think they can escape this wrath by, by creating a doctrine for themselves. They say they're so sleep. But forget Hebrews 9 For it's appointed unto men who wants to die. Who wants to die. And after death, folks, there's judgment. And God has set eternity in the hand of men. But men are trying to deny and suppress the truth. But you see, in their suppressing the truth, they can escape that wrath. And we know that. And therefore, we preach the gospel. Some say it's this, this that, that that as 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 Christ came, you know, you know, some use First Corinthians fifteen twenty-two, that as in Adam all died, as in Christ also all shall be made alive. And they say by this by this scripture it means everyone on earth today. Is saved hell and been destroyed by Christ. When Christ came, he has he has he, he, he sacrificed, it's not only for Christians, it's for the whole world. And so that death on the cross has saved everyone, even if they continue in sin. That no one is going to hell, that hell is been, is been destroyed when Christ died on, on the cross. This is called universalism. It means, it means Christ died for all and saved the whole universe. You see, this is false, for this is against scripture. Let me read to you tonight. John 3:16 says, For God so loved the world that the gift is only because that whosoever. That means it's not for everyone. Yeah, it's for everyone, but therefore it's for those who put their faith. Yeah, the grace of God is for the whole world, but the grace is received by, by, by those who put their faith in Jesus Christ. John 3 and verse 18 tonight. Can we read that tonight? John 3, verse 18. John 3, verse 18. Something they can escape this wrath of God by creating something for themselves. But John 3, verse 18, hear what it says tonight. It says, Yes, it says, He that believeth on him is not condemned. But he that believeth not is what is condemned already. So let no man hide under the the, 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 the teaching of of of, of that Christ died to save all. And, 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 and just quoting 1 Corinthians 2:2 That as Christ died. He has died for all men. No. He died for the whole world. But the saving grace of Jesus. Is activated on those. That put their faith. On him. And the folks today in our world. Today we have progressive Christians. People preaching. That all men is free. You can see as you want. There's no judgment. There's no condemnation. This is just Christians being paranoid. It's just they're just just raising false alarm. Don't 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 mind them. Just do what you want. You will go to heaven. In fact, some today they are preaching. They have churches telling men that hell is no more in existence. Hell is gone. But child of God, this is contrary to scripture. What the Bible says about Jesus. He said, I've come to bring fire on the earth. and and, and, And I wish now that the fire has started. Folks, don't let's join the world. To preach liberalism. To preach progressive Christianity. I don't know what that means. The faith is not progressive, the faith is not changing. Psalm 119, verse 89 says, For 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 forever our oh God, your word is set to in heaven. Hebrews 13, verse 8. For Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. Our God is unchanging, our God is not progressive. Our God is God by Himself, and everything He has said He will do, He will do. So, what do we do, folks, today? We mustn't allow all these doctrines to bring us to, 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 to evangelical apathy. We must preach the truth. And so what we learn in Romans 1 verse from verse 18 to verse 32 is that Paul began to call people to repentance by first telling them about the wrath of God. There's the wrath of God. We see this all over scripture. Everyone who is not saved. Is under us. For the wages of sin is death. God will by no means clear the guilty. There's a day of judgment. There's a day of perdition. And, 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 and men are piling wrath against wrath. But, 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 but we go with, with, with the passion and the, and, 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 and the mercy and the message of reconciliation. And persuade men and tell them, run from the day of perdition. Run and escape the wrath to come. That's our assignment. That's what God is telling us from where we read. For this wrath is from God. And why will God judge them? He has revealed himself to them. See, for anyone who begins to appreciate God in nature and God in his creation, God will send a messenger to him or her. Acts 8, we see Philip and the Ethiopian Eunuch. In Acts 10, we see Peter and Cornelius. God's angel appeared to him. He says, Your heart is close to God. And therefore, we'll send you. It means every, anyone in the earth who begins to appreciate God, who begins to yearn after God, God will send messenger. God will send the preacher. Maybe there's somebody. Maybe your friend is yearning after God. Maybe he's asking questions. Maybe you are the one And he wants to send. The gospel message. Every act of sin, of disobedience, will be judged. Every act of unrighteousness and untruthfulness and ungodliness God will not clear. And anyone and everyone who has not come to put their faith in the saving grace of Jesus is in unrighteousness, is in ungodliness. And scripture says we are to preach to them. What understand this gospel? That there's no other vehicle, no other means by which men can be saved, except by Jesus. Tonight you are hearing me. There's no other means for salvation, except Jesus. There's no other name by which men can be saved, except Jesus. This same Christ has become our propitiation, and for all the world, and in particular to those who put their faith. Tonight there's a wrath but God is not happy in the death of a sinner 2 Peter 3 verse verse 9 but he wants all sinners to come to repentance God wants you saved tonight if you are not born again God has no pleasure in the death of a sinner God is not joyful when sinners perish that means he has given everyone choice this gospel is given to all you can believe him tonight you can accept him tonight Yes, there's wrath, but he has made a way of escape through his son. All men one day will succumb to the ultimate authority of God. Every tongue will confess, but for some it will be confession unto glory and honor, but for some it will be confession unto destruction, wrath, and judgment. Why not escape that tonight? So when you hear this word, don't harden your heart, but yield. You can tell him tonight in your heart, Jesus, come in my heart, save me. I don't want to, 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 to be condemned in wrath, the wrath of God. For it's a fearful thing to fall in the hands of God. You can be saved tonight. Colossians 1, 12, says, Giving thanks to the Father always, who has made us meet. To partake us. Tonight you can partake. You can be a child of God. You can be delivered from darkness to the light. You can be saved from the wrath to come. You can be rescued tonight. Just put your faith in him. For God will by no means clear the guilty. What has made provision for the guilt to be cleared only in his son. So tonight you can say, Lord Jesus, come to my heart. If you're not born again, if you live in a righteous ungodliness, you can come to him. And he will no wise cast you out. The Apostle Paul, by the Holy Spirit, writes to the church in Rome to show them what they've been saved from and encourage them to take this as a primary assignment. There's a righteous anger of God and it abides in every one who dwells on righteousness. It's only a matter of time. It shall be revealed. God wants all to come to repentance. So don't keep quiet tonight. Don't shut your mouth. Open it and preach. Open it and leave. Share the truth. Appeal to them. Pray for them. And let this truth be noised abroad. For God is angry with the wicked every day. But He gave His Son that all might be saved by him. One more scripture tonight and I close. John 3, verse 33. I pray tonight that this truth of God will permit your heart. It will become your, your understanding. It will become your reality. It will become your doctrine. It will become your faith and what you believe. John 3, verse 36. And we shall pray says in verse six of John three he that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life and he that believeth not on the Son shall not see life but the wrath the vengeance the punishment oh can this can this propel us to preach with 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 with, with compassion the wrath of God abides on him. Jesus said, Look at Jerusalem. Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem. You that killed your prophets and stole all that are sent to preach the book to you. I have longed to gather you like a mother hen who gather her cheeks. God wants the unbeliever to be saved. This is our assignment. Don't work as though there's nothing pending. Don't live as though this doesn't concern you. This is the concern. This is the desire of God. For the Lord is not slack about his promise. Has some man come slackness. But his long suffering is waiting long. We got saved because God suffered long for us. There are people that need to get born again. There are people we need to wait on. There are people we need to pray for. We need to keep encouraging until God's long-suffering manifests in them. Romans 2 verse 4. He says, Knowing not this, but the long-suffering of God, his long-suffering, leads to repentance. Romans 2 verse 4. Or dispasseth thou the riches of his goodness and forbearance, and long suffering, not knowing that God's goodness leads men to repentance. God is long suffering. Don't let's give up on the lost, for this is our primary assignment. He has given us this of reconciliation. But shout it A day of vengeance, of indignation is coming on all those who live unrighteous. Let us pray. Father, thank you for your word. Your word has come tonight to challenge us to open our eyes. It has come to instruct us. Lord, help us work according to this word, according to your will and your purpose. Lord, shape, Lord, our understanding of you rightly. Open up your word to us. Teach us, Lord, Lord, you've given us this world as a field. You've given us our friends, our acquaintances, those in the sphere of our influence to show them your will for redemption. Lord, help us understand the weight of your wrath, the depth of your vengeance, the depth of of your righteous indignation that will come At end of times, Thou may rightly understand how to present it to the lost. Save souls, O God. Lead us to men, lead us to women. Help us bring them into You. Thank You, Father. Thank You, God. We give You praise tonight. We give You glory for Your will. Is coming to pass righteously upon the earth strengthen your word in our mouth confirm your words in our mouth your word of salvation and of redemption in jesus name amen thank you tonight god. god bless you i hope you've been blessed please go over this word again play it again and listen to it over and over again let this word melt every 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 unbelief in your heart. Let this word be a lamp, a light. This is the will of God. Make up your mind to do it. Putting your yourself aside and magnifying him forever. I want you to listen to this message again and again until this truth dumps in your heart. We'll continue on Thursday by the grace of God. God bless you and have a pleasant night In Jesus' name, Amen.